You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Welcome to another episode of Crime of the Mitten. We're your hosts, Shelby and Alia. What better way to gush about crimes without raising eyebrows than to start a podcast on crimes committed in our home state, Michigan? From mysterious missing cases to gruesome murders that left police struggling to stay on the scene, we're giving you the complete insight on what's going on in our mitten state. If you need to satisfy your hunger for true crime cases as much as we do, tune in every Sunday for your weekly dose of mitten crimes. So today I'm going to pick up where I left off with the Oakland County Child Killer. Um, where I left off last time was on the suspects in the investigation. So there were quite a few suspects of the Oakland County child killer. The investigators working on the case put together a profile of the killer based on what the witnesses saw and that all the descriptions they gave of a man talking to Timothy. That was all they had to go by. It was a white male with a dark complexion. 25 to 35 years old with shaggy hair and sideburns. They believe that he had a job that gave him freedom of movement and may have appeared to be someone a child a child can trust. He also believed to have to be familiar with the area and have the ability to keep children for long periods of time without neighbors being suspicious. After the disappearance of the third victim, 10-year-old Christine Marklock, a task force was formed a task force was formed in an old abandoned school. The task force checked out more than 18,000 tips, which resulted in about two, th- two dozen arrests and unrelated charges, just like people calling in stuff right. that they thought was about the child murders, but it wasn't, mm-hmm. and then it really led to other cases being solved. Oh, well, that's helpful in the end. Yeah. The investigation also led to... Also led to the busting of the multi-state child pornography ring operating on North Fox Island in Lake Michigan. After the investigation, not much was found, and the task force disbanded in the late nineteen in late nineteen seventy eight, turning the case over to the state police. Allen and Frank were the first suspects of the murders. No last names, just Allen and Frank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They really don't got last names. (laughs) A few weeks after the death of Timothy Timothy King, Detroit psychiatrist Dr. Bruce Danto, who worked worked with the task force, received a poorly spelled guilt-written letter. The letter identified himself, the writer identified himself as Allen and claimed to be the roommate of Frank who is who was the Oakland County Oakland County child killer? The letter was full of pleading, fear, remorse about how he was losing his sanity, and basically suicidal. That wait, so this was like a claim from the guy's roommate? Yeah, the killer's roommate or the so-called killer's roommate. Yeah, he just wrote in a letter because he felt guilty, basically, for knowing all this information and not helping out. Wait, how long? How long after was this? Just this a couple a, weeks. Just a couple a weeks. weeks. Later, wow, yeah. that's crazy. He was able. He was able to 
convinced Dantel that he was really like genuine about like he was he really made the psychiatrist think he was guilty about what he did. So Alan wrote that he was with Frank on many road trips looking for boys, but never there during the abductions of the boys that Frank murdered. Alan said that Frank drove a gremlin, but jumped it in Ohio. But remember, they said that the gremlin gremlin had had nothing nothing to do with it. it. Yeah. So does he know this is like, does he know this information? Like, did they ever go public with? They didn't mention that the gremlin had nothing to do with it till later. Right. But that's been like the big key Mm -hmm. point on it, though. So like if you wanted to frame someone. Don't mention the gremlin. I mean, (laughs) right. Wow. That's crazy because it's like, you know, they did all this to prove like, you know, like they went and when they actually found out like, no, this had nothing to do with it. Like people were still going off of like, well, no, I was with him. Yeah, but he's like, I was with him when he picked up these boys and stuff like that. Like, okay, that had nothing to do with it. But now we got to look into something else that you did. What were you doing with these boys? Right. Did you make this up or like, was this really going on? Right. He stated that. Frank was traumatized by killing children who served in the Vietnam War. His goal was to get revenge on wealthier people like the ones in Birmingham. He wanted rich people to suffer for sending forces to Vietnam and receive nothing in return. Allen instructed Dr. Dantel to respond by printing the cold words, Weather Bureau says trees to bloom in three weeks, in the Sunday's free press. Then he got on a, got a phone call from Allen offering to give up photographic evidence in exchange for the letter for a letter from the Michigan government governor guaranteeing immunity from prosecution. Danto arranged to meet with him at a bar called the Pony Cart Bar. Allen never showed up and he was never heard from again. So after that he just, he just went ghost. He yeah. went ghost like Yeah, basically. They never heard of this guy like heard from him again? No. That just vanished. That's creepy. That's really creepy. Like we're said no last names. Not even sure if these are his first. This is his first name. They couldn't do a comparison in writing because it's the, it was so terrible. They just wow. Man, he didn't. They didn't have anybody to compare the writing to. So he didn't enlist in the uh, military like they assumed. Uh, <laughs> one of the uh, right, last the suspects, last <laughs> right? They didn't rule that out. <laughs> Honestly, that was kind of silly, though, because it was like, you didn't check your data file. Like, you know, you couldn't go in, like, and check a database or something. Like, who are, who I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> right. They just didn't try. Honestly, though, I think that if he... I wonder if someone could have, like, gotten rid of him. Possibly. Like, they might have heard of, like... Part knew he wrote this, but it was his roommate. Yeah, so... And I'm pretty sure you're you're acting suspicious, like, oh, God, any minute they're going to get him. Right. So, who knows? Maybe he was taken care of. (laughs) Archibald Edward Sloan was a pedophile who victimized young boys in his neighborhood. And the pictures I gave you, Shelby, Mm -hmm. um, he is the second guy. The second one? Yep. He looks like a... um, He looks creepy. Not creepy. What's the... Like a Scrooge. He looks creepy, but like he looks like the Scrooge from A Christmas Carol a little... (laughs) Or like, um, gosh, I can't think of a movie right now, but it's going to come to me as soon as it's over with. Gosh, it's irritating. But no, he looks kind of like a Christmas ghost story. Kind of scary. <laughs> All of these pictures that we're referencing will be posted on the website. He became a suspect when hair samples found in his 19... 19- 
66 Pontiac Bonville matched hair found on the bodies of Tim King and Mark Stebbins. It was later discovered that the hair did not match Sloan, nor were they found, nor were they found on other victims. Sloan just lent his car out to his pedophile friends, and so it could have been any one of his friends. Why would you lend your car like that? They work together. That's really ill. Exactly. It's disgusting. But then, it, like, that's not smart on his end, though, because if anything was happening in that car, it all falls. Like, it just did. It all falls back on falls him. falls back on him, and he was the suspect of it. <laughs> and I guess didn't rat out any of his friends. Wow, you couldn't, no. <laughs> yes, it's gross. It's very gross. John Wayne Gracie was also a suspect of the moment, for a moment in the case. A witness to the abduction of Timothy King, the guy that I was saying, he um he saw Tim on his skateboard and then oh, yeah. talking to an older guy. Mm-hmm. So this was apparently the older guy that he thought he saw Tim talking to. He thought it might have been John Wayne Gacy. Mm-hmm. Did they know if um, John was like in the? Was he Gacy was in was... town at the time, but later on, two thousand three, when they went back and did DNA testing, it wasn't him. Oh, okay, so it ruled him out. Yep, that completely ruled him out. Hmm. So, another suspect: police and the Pam and. Parma Heights, Ohio, arrested Theodore Lamborghini, a retired auto worker believed to be involved in the child poor ring in the 1970s. On March 27, 2007, investigators told Detroit tele- told a Detroit television station that Lamborghini was considered the top suspect in the case. He pleaded guilty to 15 sex-related charges, sex-related counts, including young boys. Instead of accepting a plea bargain that would have required him to take a polygraph test in the Oakland County child killings, he and then he also rejected an offer of a reduced sentence in exchange for a polygraph test. So, so he just really didn't want to talk about the, the Oakland County the killings at all. at all? No, he wanted nothing to do with that. I mean, sometimes no answer is like an answer in That's itself. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> Kind of tell himself. What we learned from Crime Junkie is to never take the polygraph. Well, yeah, but uh, yeah, but then yeah, that's true that they say that though. But like, when you're wrong, then you should take the polygraph <laughs> test so we can just know. <laughs> In October 2007, the family of Mark Stebbins filed a wrongful death lawsuit against Lamborghini, suing him for twenty five thousand dollars. The lawsuit alleges that Lamborghini, who lived in Detroit, in Metro Detroit in the late 1970s, abducted Mark and held him captive in his royal in a royal oak house for days before smothering him to death during a sexual assault. Lamborghini was never has never been formally linked or charged in the death of Mark Stebbins. Attorney David A. Binky sought Binkley has sought compensation, including funeral costs, for Mark Stebbins' brother. But stressed that money was secondary. So that they sued him, they weren't really going for money. They just wanted him arrested. Mm-hmm. Like some kind of justice served. Right. Oh, and then the picture of Theodore Lamborghini, you see the first one. And he looks more creepy than the, than the first dude. I don't know. The second guy, the uh, Sloan guy, still looks creepy. He still tops he it. He does. Really? Yeah, he still tops it. He still look, He looks a lot more creepy than <laughs> Lamborghini does. 
<laughs> but tell me, I'm going to remember what movie this is that it reminds me off of, and it's going to irritate me because it's going to be once I go home. <laughs> Just text me. Okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll put it on the site. Um, Chris Bush was the main su- suspect in the case. He's the big mm-hmm. guy there. Timothy King's father and brother Chris, the one who went out and searched for him the night he was missing, mm-hmm. tried to get Michigan State Police to release information about Chris Bush, who was the son of Harold Lee Bush, a high-level General General Motors exclusive executive. Chris Bush had been in the police custody shortly before Timothy's abduct- abduction for suspected in- involvement in the child pornography ring. That'll that'll be the next case, of course, mm-hmm. along with this one. He allegedly committed suicide in on November of nineteen seventy eight, and that picture is the bedroom that he allegedly com- committed, committed suicide. suicide? In. Yeah. It looks really messy for it to be a suicide. Yeah, that room looks. It looks trash. It looks disgusting. Yeah, it, and then it might have something to do with the picture quality as well, mm-hmm. and like the dark colors. But no, just, the room is trash. The trash is trash. No, it just make it the, <laughs> the picture quality and the way. Not really a filter. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it I just, get what you're trying it to makes say. It look just older. Off. Yeah. yeah. He allegedly committed suicide, and but there was no gunshot residue or blood spatter, or or they did find four shell cases in his room, but there was just one shot in the middle of his forehead. And there was like no residue on his hands or anything. Nope. They just said it was suicide. What? <laughs> well, okay. Maybe was it because he? Maybe it was because it was a suspect or something in the case that they were just like, okay, he's right off our hands now or something like that. I guess so. Even then, I don't know. I'm I'm really confused with how this whole how policing and investigation worked back then. I'm really just (laughs) (laughs) it just throws me. Just the blush, just the bullet hole between his eyes, like no blood spatter, nothing else, just the shot. In his apartment, in the picture that I showed you, there was the only thing found, any type of evidence found, was a hand-drawn image of the boy, of a boy closely resembling Mark Stebbins, Mark Stebbins screaming in agony, which was pinned to his wall. Now this that looks picture. really scre- uh, creepy. It looks scary. It does, and it and looks like Mark. Yeah, and I remember. Um, I don't know. I remember seeing it because you know how um, when we got Google Docs together. And we, I look at all your pictures and stuff like that. This that is the first, the first one. Yeah, like this is the first one that you up. put on there. And it was like, I got to keep looking at this until... <laughs> until I update it again. Yeah, it was really creepy to just go on there and look at. <laughs> Think about it. I'm checking Google Docs at like four in the morning sometimes. <laughs> That's your fault. <laughs> What's that? I know, it's really creepy though. I'm, how can you sleep with something like that on your wall every night? Like, and then did he sleep with that on his wall or was that pinned there when or it could have been yeah quote unquote suicide happened yeah they pinned that there that's true it is it's very true so I mean I don't wow that's the whole theory I didn't even and he was just tucked neatly into his bed it could have been you could have like they could have set up something like that like and framed him so like okay he's gone now let it die with him Possibly. I can see that happen 
But after that, there was, they heard nothing else from the child killer for 20 months after his death. Yeah, so either he was the killer or whoever killed him pinned it on him. (laughs) Yeah. So now we're going to move on. We're done with all the the suspects for the child killings, and we're Mm -hmm. going to move on to North Fox Island. The Fox Islands consist of North Fox and South Fox Islands in Lake Michigan. The uninhabited islands are part of the Leelanau County are part of Leelanau County, Michigan, and administered by the Leelanau Township. North Fox Island is the smaller of the two islands, about two miles wide and one mile long. The island has an airstrip that is about 3,000 feet long, making it accessible to anyone with a plane, like the guys I'm going to talk about now. Mm-hmm. During the child murders... During the time of the child murders, there were other things taking place, but didn't get that much attention. They didn't find out about the the sex ring until they were investigating the murders. Right. Yeah. So, um, there is not much information you can really find on the sex ring. Like, mm-hmm. one, because there wasn't much, um, there was, they didn't really talk about it that much because they were talking about the child murders. And then I guess the guys were just really good at what they did and covering up what they did. Yeah, I remember you was going on like how you couldn't like it was really hard finding hard find. anything about that. Well, I did find a lot of information. If you listen to Don't Touch, Don't Talk to Strangers podcast, um, one of the episodes is all about the sex ring, mm-hmm. and we only covered the ones that took the one that took place in Michigan. She covered more of the Indiana and the ones that happen right. in other states. Also, um, if you watch a docuseries that Click on Detroit did, it's called the Child Killer docuseries, and Chapter 1 is all about the all about the, the porn ring, and mm-hmm. they, have, they actually interview a few of the students that were taken. To oh, the, really? Uh, yep. And weren't they trying to say, like... Um the North Fox Island originally was like an island where, like, if your kids were acting up, your your kids were acting up, um, bring them to this island, and we were going to like. No, this they actually took the good kids from the school to this island. What they took the good kids. The wow. Ones that, like, See, I never knew that. I always thought that like they tried to take like the quote unquote trouble kids there and like. Well, the kid, the they weren't kids in the interview, but the guys that were interviewed. He actually said they um they were those they were selected because they did so good in gym class. In in gym class, he was the third. Yep, Francis D. Sheldon was their gym teacher, and he he wow. was he had all this money, and he owned the island and the plane. So why was he a gym teacher? But yeah. he had the island and the plane, and he loaded the he went got the kids permission. Loaded them up on, or their parents' permission, loaded them up on a plane and took them to the island. And flew them over to the island. If you look on the last page of pictures, there's actually. Um, oh, like a. Oh, that's wow. Him and the boys. On and the it's, island. A, it's quite a few boys, too. Mm-hmm. This is like a summer camp kind of picture. It looks like a summer camp. Yeah. And there's, I don't know. If you look at one of them, the little boys look sad in the picture. I don't know if that, like, well, I know it means something, but, like, he looks really sad in this picture. And it was actually said that that was 
I don't know if that was that particular boy, but oh yeah, I see which one you're talking about. Mm-hmm. He um one of the guys that was interviewed said that him and his friend being boys found a log full of snakes. So when they went back to show everybody the the snakes, mm-hmm. they were all gone. The guys, the other boys, they were all gone. Right. And from a distance they could hear a kid screaming. And he was he was older. He was he said that boy was a grade older than them. Mm-hmm. So, what was he to do? Right. As a child, he was no way he could save them. They were the only ones on the island. Mm-hmm. And That's after just... that, the kid was just quiet and standoffish. Wow. So that might that might. That could and, be him. Yeah, that could be him because he, he just really looks, looks out really of place depressed. compared to everybody else that's smiling. That's well, I don't know. There's two of them that's kind of like down, but like that one, he really is really noticeable. And then mm-hmm. it's the one that's standing up behind him. Yeah, I mean, he um, just looked like he's staring off into space. Yeah, that's why I was like, not as much he as the other one. <laughs> that's to me in the picture. I normally was the name. I always like days off right when everybody like takes the picture. I don't know what's wrong with me. So I was talking about Francis D. Sheldon. He was the owner of the islands and used the island and the airstrip to his advantage. He worked as a gym teacher and had a job at for the um, YMCA in Ann Arbor, mm-hmm. working with boys ages 7 through 16, right at wow. the age where he needed them. Yeah. So he just really just was just all, yeah. He um, had everything he needed. Mm-hmm. Just like at his disposal. Mm-hmm. And then there kind of goes in with, like, if we want to kind of take it back to the Ch- Oakland count, uh, County child killer, that's like a tr- that's a trusting job. Like, I know my brothers, they trust, like, their coaches. The co- yeah. they're, like, that's, like, the closest, like, that's, like, a really good relationship they got. Like, they're really close with their coach and stuff. So you, I can see how he can, like. Yeah, I remember that in school. Yeah. That's get who boys. they were always with. Yeah. No, trust me. It used to be really irritating, though, to the point where, like, my mom would. Be like, no, I don't gotta pick you up because they'll drop you off. And I'm like, that's their coach. Like, why do I always get stuck in the middle <laughs> of this? I have to ride with them. Right. They stink. It's ir- it's right. They smell like sweat. Sheldon, along with several other like minded, disgusting men, decided to combine their interests and start Brother Paul's Children Mission. Children's Mission, a nature camp for boys ages 7 through 16 on his tiny, isolated, inhabited island. The organization had been tax exempt, had tax exempt status as a charity from the Internal Revenue Service. The problem was, Brother Paul's was just a front, of course. Yeah, I mean, of course. Right. Pictures later turned the boys were forced and persuaded to do sexual acts as they were photographed. Pictures later turned up in magazines, and of course, it was noticeable that they were taken on the island. Right. Like okay. just looking in the background and things yeah. like that. You were and then it was so small. Mm-hmm. And other people in Leelanau County frequently visited the island because it was an open island mm-hmm. all that would belong to him it was still an open island it had beaches and everything else right. there so so people know what it knew what it, knew looked, what like. it looked like yeah like they was just so small you you know where you are mm-hmm. you know it's like we were watching um first 48 last night and we've seen like we, no so serious we've seen um three houses 
And I was like, that's Detroit. <laughs> like, so seriously, the next thing you know, it was like Detroit, Michigan. But I'm like, you just yeah, know, know, you know, you just know your area. Yeah. So I definitely get, no, that's good that they were able to recognize that though. Mm-hmm. And one of the guys that was interviewed who was taken to the island as a kid said there were cameras everywhere. And as a kid, that's not something you notice, but he said, looking, thinking back, there were cameras everywhere. Like, they were persuaded to run on a beach naked. Like, oh, it's camp. That's what you're supposed to do. You're on a beach. It's an island. That's what you're supposed to do. And they thinking, to them, they're little kids. they like, oh, this is this is the best thing that ever happened to me. <laughs> they felt that, like, it was the Bahamas. Like, right. they were excited. It was like, oh, no, everyone does it. That's what you're yeah. supposed to do. There's yeah, no, I done been to a lot of camps in my life, Aaliyah, but I've never ran naked on the beach. <laughs> I was always too inside to go to any type of camp. Oh, no, my grandma did not play that. She was like, you're not going to sit here all summer, so you need to be in somebody's camp. But that's picture you just flipped from Mm -hmm. at the bottom is the cabin oh okay that the cabin that the boys stayed in Mm -hmm. and it looks like a legit summer camp like a little cabin like Mm -hmm. off of parent trap kind of vibes (laughs) yeah (laughs) no it do like it looks like that's the only real cabin i've seen in my life (laughs) 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 that's what you know oh gosh leah (laughs) but no that wow and it like it can house a lot of like a, quite a few boys too. It's oh, pretty. It's a nice size. It was bunk beds and everything. It was bunk beds, bunk beds and stuff. Wow, that's that's messed up. Yeah. And then this is where um you got a picture of the map where North Fox Island is too. Yeah. It's between the upper and lower peninsula. Right, like right in the middle. Yep, right in the middle in Lake Michigan. Hmm. Wow, that's crazy. Like you don't know like. Just think like you didn't people that was going on this island visiting didn't even know like they were visiting like an island where all this stuff was going on. They didn't even know. They were just going for a getaway. Mm-hmm. And all of this stuff was going on. Wow. Authorities caught on by the summer of nineteen seventy six and by the Paul's chief organizer. Gerald Richards was arrested on charges of criminal criminal sexual conduct with a minor. Shortly after, Sheldon was charged, but by then he had cleared out his Ann Arbor and Island homes and fled on his private plane. Of course he did. They're guessing, like, his friend, like, let him know, like, hey, Mm -hmm. they're coming for you. They just got me. They're coming for you next. Right. And then you just know, like, if you don't, you can't call your mans one day. Right. (laughs) They got him. (laughs) <laughs> well, after you call twice you should know like, call. <laughs> i don't answer up the second one be, be especially when you caught up in something like that you should know if your friend not answered on the first ring something's most likely yeah so it gave him time to to get his stuff get and his, go yeah like he just took everything and left that's two engine plane twin engine plane was later discovered in arizona his father believed his son was out of the country. And they don't know if... They don't know what happened to him. He just mm-hmm. vanished. He just... There's so many people in this case that just vanished, like, mm-hmm. into thin air. They're just gone. I, I got really find it hard to believe. <laughs> What's happening to all of these people? Everybody that's, like, kind of key in this, like, mm-hmm. just disappears. He had the money to disappear, though. So it's not... I don't even think anybody killed him. I just think... No, he that he really... He just, just really left. Pulled, yeah, wow. 
what pull tried to pull a Luca Magnata that that whole thing that's going well that documentary that's going on right now that's crazy <laughs> yeah he just decided to leave just disappear he one day nothing else to do with it or he probably did or like they said they don't know if he really disappeared oh you know? But yeah, that's the end of the North Fox Island case. Okay. Is that it was nothing you can really Google it. There's nothing you can find. Even Wikipedia gave nothing. Like it, it what? literally gave a little. Description. Although we don't like Wikipedia, don't, but, but even Wikipedia it failed gave you. A tiny description of North Fox Island, and then it said there was said to have been a sex ring. Yeah, so, but isn't this also the sex ring where they thought, like, a lot of uh, government officials mm-hmm. and stuff might have been involved? So that might have definitely played a part. Yeah, because they were, they were they were rich. Nobody actually, like, caught up with them. Mm-hmm. Same as Sheldon. He had money. They got his friend who had less money than him. Right. But they never actually found him. So it was more like a subscription service. If you donate... You get to come to the island, or if you donate, we send you pictures or videos or whatever. They had a whole like Patreon kind of thing yeah, going it was on. Patreon. We ain't even got Patreon yet. <laughs> <laughs> like, so these are the OGs of Patreon, pretty much. Basically. Wow. Like, no, that's pretty much like memberships, levels to this, mm-hmm. packages. Yeah. That's crazy. No, that that that's that just that really blows my mind. Like when you started like you packages, Leah. It was a full subscription service oh, before gosh. subscription services were a thing. <laughs> that that's really sick. That is. It makes you really not trust schools. This right. is a gym teacher doing all this. I mean, people aren't so big now on just sending their kids places, especially like that. Okay, a field trip you go for a couple hours. Mm-hmm. A school trip with the whole school. Okay, that's one thing. But sending. Like, hey, I'm going to take these three boys to my island. Do yeah. I have your permission? I don't think parents are really jump on that now. Like, uh, no, we'll pass. Yeah, they're a little more cautious because of all the stuff that's going on now. But, I mean, like, I'm trying to say, like, I think, like, if my brother's coach would have asked them, like, hey, like, we all going on a trip. Because it's been times where, like, no, so serious. Like, my no, mom has okay, gotten a bunch so- of kids. Like, we've traveled, like... It's been times where we went to Michigan games and like it's like ten of us in the car and my mom picked up like ten people's kids and I'm like, how did you get these people's kids? Do they do parents know? Sometimes they don't even know that their kids are all the way in Ann Arbor, right? (laughs) I don't know if that it it really depends on like the relationship you got with that kid, like that that family too. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, that's why that's why it's scary. That's scary. So I don't want to say that's different sending parents. Sir, sending kids with the coaches we knew and we grew up with. I don't know. You hear about a lot of stuff that's yeah. coming out about the coaches that we grew up with. Yeah, so maybe this, <laughs> it's not different. Okay. It's not, <laughs> I had seen a couple articles pop up and I was like, oh my gosh, it was true. Keep scrolling, keep scrolling. <laughs> yeah, I don't want anything to do with this. Yeah, I'm scared enough. I don't even think I want to cover that on this. No. <laughs> that's touchy. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, that wraps up the investigation of the Oakland County, o- Oakland County Child Killer as well as North Fox Island. But we do have a podcast that we have to shout out, or that we wanted to shout out. 
they reached out to us and we listened to their show and they listened to ours. Yeah, and their name is Forensic Miles and they do they had an episode on the Excedrin poison and I was listening to it last oh, night. Oh yeah, you said you heard yeah, I said cuz like I re- I take a Excedrin a lot. So I was like I had to figure out what was that like I'm like is this we good now? <laughs> But it was a really good, it was a really good episode. And it was like, I like how, like, they're pretty much set up like how we're set up and just like two people telling each other stories and and yeah, going like telling stories and stuff like that. And she knew her information. Like she was on it. Like the cases, like this, the stories that she had was really good. And I feel a lot better that, you know, they kind of got an idea what was going on with it because I just bought a bottle of Excedrin like (laughs) earlier that week. And I was like, I didn't listen to the episode before I bought this. Like, I was like, when did this happen? Like, I was, yeah, I was scared. But no, they're a really good podcast to listen to, though. I would, they're on their second episode now, but I'm pretty sure they got like good things coming. That'd be cool. That'll be something we can listen to. Yeah, we have to, we listen to a lot of true Uh, crime podcasts on what Sundays and Mondays. Yeah, so we use Sundays and Mondays to set aside to listen to other people's shows. And next week, I feel like we'll have someone else to shout out. She sends us her episode, or her episode two is not out yet. Episode one was really good. But she, um, every week, she makes sure she sends out a message mm-hmm. to everybody. I know who you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, she sends out <laughs> a message so to everybody. Yeah, she's really nice. Yeah. But other than that, though, are you okay from this morning? Aaliyah lost. <laughs> Uh, the entire transcript for the episode this morning I and had to called me in the middle of brushing my teeth. I cut my gums because she, <laughs> she scared cut me. Her gums. <laughs> and I was like, uh huh, uh huh. I help you when I leave. <laughs> but so, yeah, I like, normally on Saturday mornings I get up at seven to make sure on the weeks that I record I try to get up at seven make sure I have everything together. I'm like, all I have to do is print it out. I don't have to get anything together. Woke up at 8.30, and we have to be here at 11. Took my time showering, brushed my teeth, get dressed, go to the printer, and everything's missing. All my pictures, my transcript, my outline, everything. So I didn't redo the outline. I redid half of what I had. So I'm pretty sure I was missing quite a bit of information. But I I went from a five-page transcript to three. Or two and a half. So I don't know what's missing. It happens. I don't even remember. I was stressed out and I had an hour left to go. I know. But then remember I told you, I was like, don't stress it because that's why we plan ahead and stuff like that. Because I'm like, if you don't have a case ready, I got like three or four that either you want to read or I'll take over. It doesn't matter. But I was like, gosh, why she got to call me when I'm brushing my teeth? (laughs) (laughs) That's really all I was worried about. Like, I couldn't say anything. I was like, that's like, you know how you first put the toothbrush in and you like really getting. Yeah. And I'm like. Now I'm stressed. <laughs> I'm bleeding. <laughs> this is not how I planned on. And then I was running late. I woke up really behind. So, yeah. Way to throw my morning off. <laughs> Thanks. This was a stressful week. Coming it was off a vacation very... and having to finish research. It was a lot. I know. But you did it. And I'm proud of you. <laughs> Didn't think I was going to make it this way. I really did. Hey, it was a second where I was like, she cutting it close. <laughs> And you're my best friend. I'm like, I don't know. I've seen her pull off stuff at school. Where, but I was like, I don't know. You cutting it off. Yeah, you cutting it close. That was different. School wasn't a real job. This is a job. Leave it to 
certain people they say it was. Parents. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so that wraps up this week's episode. Really? Thank you for listening to Crime in the Mint. You can find the transcript, pictures we've discussed, and the links to all of our references on our website at www.crimeinthemitten.com. There you can also find the links to our social media. If you have a case you'd like us to discuss, go to the go to the contact us page of the website and leave a suggestion. Each month we'll choose one of one suggestion for an episode. <laughs>